Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I'm your host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions, and uh, I'm all tooling around on Facebook with a couple close roadie Facebook groups, one called Death by Loadout and another one called The Backstage Pass. Come and check us out. We're, like, getting up to some shit. Tonight, off to my right, I have my good, good friend and co-host, Kyle Thomas. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? What have you been up to? Well, let's see. Uh, I've been sleeping a little more than usual. I know, you look rested. <laughs> I, I, have, I have trouble with my sleeping, and so when I can get extra sleep, it's, it's good. Uh, I'm not paying attention to the election because, you know, fuck that. Too much stress. Not really. It just, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's like my uh, checking the weather. It doesn't well, change the weather. You got it. <laughs> you know, I've always it's got still, the jacket. So, I mean, I feel like it. it's so overwhelming every time we talk yeah. about it. It's like, yeah, we'll just wait for it to be over. We'll right. see what we do next. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you're going to devise your strategy going forward when the, all the information's in. So, until that, whatever. Uh, other than that, we're still tooling up super hard. Uh, lots of uh, artists confirming. I wouldn't say lots, but a batch of artists are confirming for the Big Love Benefit concert. Yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. super excited about. Actually, our guest tonight has been providing all this ambiance and these, these dressing rooms were staged up all over the building in our prep bays. I think we've got, we got five or six dressing rooms in the she prep. She did a great job. Well, I know. We're going to talk more about it on the show, but, like, right? This is a very different spot than normal. Uh, well, yeah, I know, you know right? Drape we're, we're drifting, and staging, and platforms, and all kinds of fun. It looks pretty fancy. It is. It is kind of fancy, fancy. Yeah, and it, that's a little outside my wheelhouse. So it's why we have other people that understand. Well, see, this is why you got to get a new shirt. If you what, notice what, Vinny's what, new, what, shirt. What's the new shirt, this you thing know. is lovely. But you really dressed yourself up now, man. I'm, I'm super pretty. I was already pretty damn pretty, but now I'm super pretty. Now there's, there's two of you when I look at <laughs> you. There's, there's, there's well, three technically. <laughs> Don't get me started. There's right? layers. Don't get me started. <laughs> total egomaniac. You know, I got a problem here. A little bit of a narcissist. Hey, so uh, I got to say, tell uh, me story. Loving Hands for Stage Hands yeah. came by earlier on this week. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob and, and John, I think, were the, the only two people that came out. Wasn't right? Gordon here, too? I thought Gordon, Gordon was yeah, here. That's right, Gordon George was here, Por too. You know, and my brother, George. George obviously had the whole thing, which is really nice to hear the conversations going. Careful. I would say that they are a group of administrators for this page that are equal to each other. Oh, oh yes. There's yes. nobody heading shit. Uh, this just happens to be the meeting place, but my brother and those guys all came up with it and they administered it. It's a, it's a tricky page. It's not like my roadie pages where I, I spend a couple hours a day just pulling down stupid shit and musician memes and shit that has nothing to do with being a roadie right. uh, you know strange weird shit um but his is you know you've got to be really careful about what he allows on the page because you know it's a place for people to trying to maybe be a little more serious about the feelings they're having during this bizarre time and being and trying to be a roadie and uh and they i i find their mission important but difficult mm. and so i don't envy their you know the place they hold with that and they, i know they they, they take a a great deal of concern and understand there's a responsibility to to handle that page in a specific way. They so, do, yeah, and yeah. it really puts the energy out there of this very positive, very uh, just like a safety rigor would be or yeah. something like that. Very <laughs> all, all lanes that. assessed. Well, and as rigors go, and we're talking about Bob Powers here, he's one of the best in the industry. I mean, the guy is world renowned, but that's one of the things that makes him one of the best is he's, he's a, he is all about, like, 
Perfection, safety assessment. Safety first, caution. Yeah. He got into the business, he was telling me, because he was, you know, as a standard early day stagehand, he was watching, you know, shackles and pins and shit dropping out of the air. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? And I can do it better. And that's his exact words. And I, and, I, and I think that's how he's operated in his whole life. Uh, being that, you know, being a rigger and the responsibilities they carry in that job are serious and people could die. Right. I, to a lesser degree, but with similar kind of implications is how that page is in my mind and that needs to be and so the, it's, it's in nice, good hands it's nice it's it. tied into the, yeah. the big love benefit you know well there it's is like a linkage to that big love army you know sweet relief project resiliency and uh raven drum foundation all tag teamed with them mm-hmm. and are now part of the the benefit which is That's just right. a beautiful merriment of two really good solid you know foundational ideas i think should be expanded on and hopefully get, generate some money through so I think uh, both things are going to happen, uh, and I know that the Big Love Army or Big Glove Army is actually a new page. That's Rick Allen from Def Leppard, the drummer, and his lovely, lovely wife Lauren Monroe uh, Allen have made that page, um, and it's for a very similar thing. But it's mostly just to spread positive information, thoughts, memes, whatever. And so it's a it's a great little page. Go check it out. They're they're the administrators of that. I think them and another take care of that page it's a new one but they're growing fast and they've got a lot of you know positive cool shit on there totally yeah we got a package in too i don't know if you saw this thing uh, dude i saw it i got you see it how nice we, this we get guy a lot is? of stuff in here which is you know it's fun but this is from rizzo oh, Pacific staging shirt. some guys out of um out of hawaii and Check this shirt frank out, rizzo man. runs that joint frank we we got this and we love it man you, you very very cool uh, I'm going to add that into the black t-shirt sleep at night collection. Very, very cool, brother. Very sweet. Yeah, he sent us some of the company pins. and But I thought yeah, he got, had really cool mugs. Check these mugs out. Look at this mug out. Show them the mugs. Yeah. Frank. Look at that mug. It's a cool mug, buddy. That's a nice mug. Yeah. You did good, pal. We appreciate it. I just got this boring, like, little back. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say, like. you feel bad about my mug. A name like Frank Rizzo's got to speak volumes right there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, it, thank he's, you. He's mobbed up. Uh, that's the only way to do it, Frank. Um, but thank you, my friend. We got a big fat box coming out for you. It'll take a minute to get over across the Pacific, but it's coming. We appreciate you guys. Um, any other news, buddy? I, I know you were out busy keeping your fingers sticky, keeping to work and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just uh, staying busy. I'm just starting to anchor down now, getting this uh, monitor world all assembled and everything else uh, for the Big Love event coming up. Mm. So just been putting some time to that. Hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll get a full monitor package set up with all the wireless and yeah. implement that whole thing. So is that, is that for tomorrow? I thought we were doing that. Monday. I thought well, tomorrow. You know how gonna... I am. I like to be a couple days. You are usually in front of the, the eight ball on shit. I thought tomorrow we were going to have uh, Gallagher staging and Stuart Tenting or somebody, I, I might have screwed up that last one, uh, coming in and I was going to lay out uh, for all the for the gear tents, the kitchen tent, this, the, I guess there's a catering tent all going in our back space. And so we got to lay it all out. That's, uh, that's the marching orders I'm working from. But but <coughs> good. We'll see what I get already. to. <laughs> I think I think you got to move Winston, who's over there right now. Winston Dama and his good brother Chris is over there playing with the Pro Tools rig, and I think he's doing virtual sound checks or something. And he sure is, yeah. Yeah, he's killing it, man. Swear to God. All right, listen, we're glad you guys tuned in tonight. We got a super wonderful guest. I want to just quick shout out to. Uh, it looks like Susie, Susie Dugan or Dugan, and Scott Cheney. 
and uh, uh, Heather Pat O'Doul Pat. It's good to see all you guys. Thank you for coming out. We have a wonderful, wonderful woman. Now, you know the show's goal. The mission here at the show is that we're trying to... Uh, I want to put a light during this bizarre-ass time on the different disciplines and departments that take to put on a big-ass show. It, you know, there's, it's obvious we got sound guys and lighting guys. That's kind of goes... That's the ones that are, nobody really forgets about. But you got your video guys. You've got... I mean, it goes across the board. There's so many disciplines. We had a catering in here. Uh, Everybody. Yeah, but right. This There's, is a good good transition. You got to see this side of the industry. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is some cool shit, and we're dealing with it right here in our in our house right now for this benefit work because we're a bunch of VIPs and rock stars in here, you know, and we want them to feel comfortable and like they would if they were doing any other show. And the way we get that done is we have friends who do this work and, and have, uh, apparently there's a difference between being able to turn knobs on the technical side and being creative, imaginative, and understanding what beautiful is. That's what our guest does tonight. She does this from Oprah to the Bonnaroo festivals to uh, big ass trade, you know, uh, corporate clients like Google, and it's a big name, you put, the, put it there, Apple, to Metallica. She's designed some of the coolest behind the scenes setups. Uh, on the planet, we're going to show you some examples tonight. It's really, she's really fascinating. She's a lovely woman. She's, oh, we're lucky to have her. It's our wonderful guest, Jackie Carsetti. How are you, my dear? I'm great, thank you. Uh, it's so good to have you on the show. How have you been handling this whole? First of all, <clears throat> you look wonderful. Thank we you. appreciate you coming in. How have you been handling this whole last nine months? It's been tricky. I know you'd be normally busy like crazy right now. Yeah, it's hard to believe that, like, if it wasn't for the pandemic, right now we'd be gearing up for another show and doing mm -hmm. maybe three yesterday and four more next week. And isn't that weird? Because if we get one now, we're like, oh, you got something to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a huge difference. Uh, it's interesting, like Facebook reminders, you know, about what happened last year at this time. You're just like, oh the my memories, God, the memory of Facebook. The memories. Yeah, they've been getting uh, But you know, pivot became the common household word. Mm -hmm. How are we going to pivot? How are you going to become essential? Um, one of the first things I heard is uh, this: this this thing may attack your immunity, and so it was like, well, okay, we got to get healthy. We have to pivot. We have to become essential, and we have to stay open. Um, it was really hard to think of closing when we've always been the company and, and the industry that supports so many other industries, you know, right. Right. when there's fires happening here in California, we have benefit shows, That's you right. know, and somebody needs money, we make concerts, concerts bring money, you know, the benefit for Seva, we've done that for so many years, all these different shows. And so to think we're not essential was pretty hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I, whatever. I, I'm pivoting again was the word. Yeah. And switching it into something that we could do. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I didn't think you'd be sitting at home eating bonbons. No, no, no. no. I probably style. ate some Twix, though. Um, <laughs> those, but, you know. those things are, you know, they're, they, they really, yeah, I get it with the Twix. I have to walk far around them over there in craft services. They are dangerous. They're right by the door. Can you do me a favor? And because I can't articulate it properly, I wouldn't do it justice. Can you articulate <clears> for my audience what it is in, in your elevator speech for what you do? How would you describe it? Well, Sweet Treatments is the name of my company, and I, we are an event design company, so we design spaces and what places look like. Uh, we started in the music industry for dressing rooms and backstage environments, and we still would do, you know, up until the day we quit uh, or we, we closed. 
Um, that turned into design and fabrication for corporate events and sponsorship. As we know, sponsorship in the last 10 years has taken over a lot of our industry. And um, also with Instagrammable moments, photo ops, making cool things for people to take their picture. Um, that's what we've been doing the last four years a lot on top of everything else. So we've grown up over the spectrum. You know, we fabricate a lot of things. I make charging stations, you know, because I notice at events people need to charge their phone. That's been the case since the first BlackBerry ever. Um, and so, yeah, we've always grown. Uh, it's with artists. We work with a lot of artists that like to showcase their work. And I like to show them how they can make money doing that. Perfect. Pretty much. I know much. I have a better handle on it now. I mean, I've walked through it. I've been around it for many years with you, but, but I never, <clears throat> I didn't have the words. Can you talk to us about your involvement? We mentioned it a minute ago about the Big Love Benefit concert we're doing. Well, yeah. you, it turns out you've been a, a huge part of that. And what, what is it you? I want to help raise money for our local. Uh, our, all of our local people, you know, I grew up here, my 20 plus years in the Bay Area, every venue I've ever worked, uh, my brothers and sisters right now can't work and I really want to do whatever I can to help them. Um, the last six months I've been donating a lot of my time to anybody I can help, but this is extremely special and it's very um, personal. I have a lot of friends who are affected and um, I want to do what I can. So. Uh, what I can do is set up the dressing rooms, make sure there's seating for VIPs and anything else that they need. And brought in lights and all kinds of mirrors right. and wonderful stuff. And <laughs> I, th I think you threatened to bring some plants from your nursery. I'm bringing and more. Yes, yeah. there'll be another round, round yeah. three. It'll be two ferns and vents were pretty soon. Plants, you know, plants are, <laughs> plants are a big part of it. That's how I started my whole business was with plants. Yeah, hence we brought one here. That's we that we whipped that one out special for you because <laughs> it's super. Like we're every time we see it, we're amazed it's alive and doing so well. You guys are doing good. It's me. Don't, uh, don't, don't let him kid. It, it looks very good. He waters it yeah, every I, single day. Yeah, go yeah. around and collect all the water bottles around the shop. <laughs> that that's what I do. Excellent I idea. Reuse. Yeah. Yes. These guys drive me crazy with the half bottles of water everywhere. Um, talk to me about. Um, uh, we, I know you had, you work with a lot of big stars, big rock stars and, and others, and not just rock stars, we'll get into that. Um, but I know you got a call, maybe not a strange call for your business, but, but you got a call from Snoop Dogg's people saying last minute he needed a little help making some kind of <coughs> something. <clears throat> yes. Tell well, me about that. Um, you know, I get to work with Joe Battle at Live Nation, right? So mm -hmm. that's kind of fun. He's a creative guy who wants to make sure that his artists get a little something extra. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg was playing 420 at Oakland Arena, which is my favorite venue. I got to admit, I just love that venue. A lot of shows there. And my business is really close by, so we can walk there if we needed to. I wouldn't want to, but you could. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's another so show. He wanted to give him something extra for the stage, and I wanted to give him a photo op in his dressing room, and so we made this really giant marijuana bud. It's like seven feet tall, and you could put your head in it. There you go. It's a nice picture. Um, and then the, awesome. the marijuana leaves that light up, I made those for the stage. So those went out on the stage, and... That, those things are so fun. We love doing stuff like that. It's really yeah, fun. Super clever. Very clever. Uh, I mentioned on the intro that, you, again, and just a minute ago, alluded to the fact that you don't just do rock stars. You don't just do big festivals, and we'll talk about that. But you do uh, folks like uh, politicians and Oprah. 
I know Oprah came in recently. It was relatively recently. Yeah. It was. She was doing her 2020 Vision tour, which I thought, you know, I wanted that hashtag, 2020 Vision. In 2019, I thought 2020 is going to be the most clever year. We're all going to be healthier. Yeah. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, she she took that hashtag, which she's a little bit bigger than I am, so, you know, <laughs> let her have that. She um, bullied it away yeah. from me. Yeah. <clears throat> she had Kate Hudson was her um, guest oh, for that sure. show in San Francisco, and... So I got to do both their rooms, and uh, they, they had a great photo op in there later, and it was just really lovely. Um, so, yeah, those, she's got a high stature. You have to do things really well. Well, my question was, is how do you decide what, how, what is the, is it, what's the process? You, you imagine, <clears throat> you have a kind of, you make drawings, and you decide we're going to take this stock and that stock, and we're going to. Because I saw what you had done. It was beautiful. It was all kind of a white theme of you know, um, nice fabrics these, and plants um, and wonderful people like a Beyonce or an Oprah or <clears throat> Michelle Obama, they all want, you know, a clean, crisp, clear. I think of it as a really high-end suite in a hotel. Mm -hmm. That's what you're trying to create. Sure. Just something easy that they're used to that they can just glide in. And really the space that we create is, is a calm environment for people to focus on what they need to do before they go perform. And I believe it's quite nerve-wracking to perform in front of thousands of people and sure. to center themselves and... Get it. I, it's probably done not very hard for Oprah, um, but for a lot of musicians, uh, I've been told this is a very important part um, to create that space for them that's really relaxing. Yeah, and, and you do a hell of a job. You make some amazing spaces. We're, we're going to feature them through this show that will pop up on the screen. Um, you recently moved to a new location, yeah. and I know that you kind of reconfigured the business, and you mentioned before that you started with with plants, because plants are in your plants. <clears throat> Turns out there's actually some good money in that. I don't think a lot of people know that. No, and, and I remember when I first heard, I was a runner at Bill Graham Presents, and uh, so that's the bottom rung kind of, you know. I mean, that's how you start in the business, or right. you decide to stay there, because sometimes that can be a career option. But um, I overheard them say that Mariah Carey wanted a plant in her dressing room, a palm, couple palm trees, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I asked, how much do you pay for that? <laughs> and they were like, you know, 600 bucks. And I was like, oh, that's more than my paycheck. You know, I'm going to, I, can I, can I just rent you plants? And they said, sure. And I was like, ah, I'll be right back. Yeah. And I had a pickup truck and I used to put uh, plywood on the sides. And so the palm trees didn't get thwacked and people thought I was picking up recycling. Um, but, you know, so I would be a runner, I would deliver plants. And then I started, um, doing so many more things. Uh, I became the runner uh, trainer and hiring. I did uh, non-union labor hiring, and mm -hmm. it was great. It was such a great thing. But the plants started in 1999, and by 2004, <clears throat> I could leave my day job and just rent plants. Wow. And um, that's great. started Sweet Treatments. That is really great. What a great story. Uh, like I mentioned before, you, you do a lot of the big festivals, and I know you have history with Bonnaroo. Now that's one of the bigger festivals for sure. For sure. Uh, what is it like providing ambiance to Bonnaroo? I mean, are we talking all 70 artists? What are we, what are we talking here? Well, Bonnaroo is pretty exciting. Yeah. I remember uh, 2005 is when I got the call to go down. They had started a couple years. Um, the promoters were... Um, geniuses for picking this land and yeah, dividing and making this amazing space. Um, and then they brought some heavy hitters from the Bay Area to help operate the place and make sure it's safe. You know, 100,000 kids showing up in the middle of Tennessee, yeah. building a building a whole city and doing it properly so that nobody's injured is mm. such an important thing. Yes, quite And a so they went to Bill Graham Presents and went to some of the senior people and said, we're bringing you in. 
and taken over. And um, after they did that, then the second year they said, you know, you don't do anything backstage. They had blank tents with a table of no linen serving beer with a work light, <laughs> you sure. know? And Steve Feener was like, oh, just let Jackie come with some Twinkie lights and Velon and you'll change their lives. That's right. And that's how it started. It was very low pay, very hard work, very biggest side I've ever seen in my life. And Huge. took me 30 days to do my job. I didn't even get to the last dressing room. So there's probably one dressing room my first year that had nothing in it. <laughs> I never even made it there. Uh, but then we, we got better at it. We got really good. We did it all 15 years and um wow did it grow because yes. you know sponsorship took over in the middle of that huge and huge festival people phew, don't know that is we a learned show. a lot and i feel that that has given me the ability to do so much more yeah you know you're kind of unstoppable buddy I, when i was taking notes with you uh when we had uh, our last meeting uh i i noticed it last night when i was writing this this show uh, at the very bottom of the page, I wrote "badass." <laughs> I just, I did. I just thought it was funny. Um, uh, I know you're big on the benefits of wellness, um, yoga, meditation, these things. Talk to us about. Yes. Well, how, I would love these, to. How these affect your life? Uh, you mentioned you have a hard time sleeping. I. I think for there's many, some, many years. some positions you could do and things you could do that mm -hmm. might help with that. Um, one thing I've done most of my life is yo regular yoga that you could probably down dog and all that stuff. But since COVID, I have gotten into kundalini yoga, which is very specific to the spine and the nervous system. Yes. And it speaks to me in a way that I just can't stop it. So I'm on that train right now. I'm going through teacher training so I can teach others. Wow. Um, there. You know, I thought about this to explain, like, to roadies, it's kind of like when you cable your biggest show and it's so important that they're straight and that they're in their places and that you, you guys make them look so beautiful. But imagine if they got kinked up, you know, yeah. and how would your show come across and how would your sound and lights work? So our bodies are just about the same thing and they need, we need to unkink all the nerve endings. And sure, that's It's a good just analogy. wonderful. So I... Uh, I've been calmer, more relaxed, lost some weight, feeling great. I just, I want to share it. It's uh, wonderful. Very, I'm glad to hear that for you. And um, <clears throat> I think we could all probably take a page from that that plan you're on. Uh, <laughs> I know my, my wife is, uh, when we first started uh, together, that she was big taking those classes and got a lot out of it. Um, it's great. Yeah, she liked it a lot as well. I, I know you went out on tour with the great Mumford & Sons, and that is a, <clears throat> they're a unique band. They, they have a lot going on, and I know you had some interesting times with them. Talk to us about it. You know, I think it was 2013, and that was, like, my favorite album that they made, too. So it was really fun for me. I enjoyed their music, like, boot stomping, and yeah. just, it was fun. Um, and it was an interesting tour because they paid for their own tour called Gentlemen of the Road. They would only do four or five stops while they were on tour doing their regular shows. So... Maybe they do three or four regular show festival sites, and then they would stop and do a Gentleman of the Road, which was produced by themselves. Yeah. It was amazing. And they would choose a small town that had no money. They would play in their high school um, football field. Yeah. They would bring a parade, and they would do all this stuff for the town. It was just phenomenal. It was really cool to be part of that. Yeah, I, I know you enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about the time. Give me the story about how you created Smell-O-Vision from Prince. Now, we all, on this show, we, we've had a few people that have had history with Prince. I've had history with Prince. Uh, he was very, very specific, very unique, extraordinarily talented guy. 
but he can he can he used to be a little demanding. He had certain ideas about things. Tell us about your interaction with Prince. This one's kind of funny. Um, we have had the pleasure of working with Prince many times, um, and it's always been a pleasure because our pro our parts really in and out without much hassle. Um, but in 2016, he came to Oakland and played the Paramount yeah. on a Sunday, I believe. And it was a very last minute thing and it was thrown together super quick. Uh, it was like we were informed Friday and we did it on Sunday. And his writer was super specific as usual, but it was, um, there's some uh, things with scents, like he really wanted a, a good scent in the place at, with candles. and. It was really high on the list. It was a big priority. Sure. Okay, so um, we pulled it off. Everything went well. Uh, closed the show. The next day, I flew to Florida to do a festival, Okeechobee, and on Tuesday, I got a call saying he booked the Oakland Arena for Friday, sold out already. Uh, we need you to come back now, and this is a high priority. And I've never heard anybody, you know, at spare no expense. Mm -hmm. You're coming to help Prince. And it was uh, the promoter saying that from everything from the dressing room inward. And then the venue called and said, I want you to handle everything from the dressing room outward. Wow. So all the way going to the stage, including the stage. Sure. And so it was, it was a lot. We bought a lot of purple that week. We did it fast. <laughs> we bought did. a lot of the candles, learned all about them. Yeah. And um, so show day. His, his assistant comes out with the candle and says, I'd like to put this in the uh, ducting system for the venue <laughs> because we want the whole venue to smell like his candle. Prince right. has decided that he doesn't want to come out no. without the venue smelling like his candle. Prince. And everybody in the room just sort of <laughs> walked away, yeah. you know, from this woman. Yeah. And she was dead set on it. You know, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. So... It's one of those moments in this industry where we all learn so well is to come up with a solution quick. That's right. Something that just happened is now changed your day. And you need to solve this. Mm -hmm. So um, I remembered in Oakland Paramount, he had a smoke machine right before he came out. It was his, just him and, his, uh, him and his piano and a microphone. So he comes out by himself through the smoke. So I was desperately looking for the person in charge of the smoke machines and asked them if I could find the liquid form of the candle within an hour and a half. Um, would you be able to put it in the machine for me and see if it would work? Everybody was happy to try that. I convinced them it was cheaper than ruining the, um, the venue's air duct system and uh, possibly burning down the building. There was that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had to have somebody dash across the, the, Golden, uh, the Bay Bridge really quick, go buy you know, $700 worth of this stuff. Yeah. And it worked. Oh, I mean, baby. it worked. Uh, uh, later, the um, the vendor asked what what I did so that they could offer that as a service. Um, yeah. You know, in the future, I thought that was yeah, pretty neat. But we called it smell a vision and it was really, I thought it was cute. That's a whole historic show, you have to say, because that is his last arena show ever. Yeah. And out of all the shows he's done, uh, yes, you always want to take care of him, but nobody's ever said, spare no expense. I think it was almost as if someone knew, you know, and we all made really, really big strides for that show. Well, I feel like with Prince, that was always the way we came at it. And the, the people that my friends that when we talked about it, uh, you always kind of go There's certain. I, we always bring 100 percent, but there's somewhere yeah. they push you into this extra. Yeah. Yeah. Extra bit. That 150. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Prince is uh, was always one of those artists. And um, 
yeah, it was important to bring your A game if you wanted to have another dance, you know. Uh, so very clever. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Big Daddy. I need you on the on the show tell here. You uh, you make these wonderful charging stations. I know there's a reason you came up with them. You uh, they're very very clever. This uh, one ended oh. up on my stage. This was uh, at the Emerald Cup. He was on. He was a monitor guy at Emerald oh, Cup last year. Oh, it was. Really? Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, and and you gave that to us, and you you make these very clever little charts. So it's got you know it's got the USB, the Apple, the USB C, nice. the USB, yeah, many on there. It's, it covers a lot of bases. It's super cute, and this is a gift you gave to us. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, you come up with some really clever ones. I think you got one for my brother. That's like a, a looks like an old school welding torch on a cigar box, and he loves that thing. Um, what was the uh, inspiration behind that? Well, this is, uh, I love this because um, it was Bonnaroo 2007. I just got used to making backstage really cool. We've got now more than Twinkie lights and Velon. We've got right, power right. using lights and things and a little projection. And, you know, we really upped our game. But when I came back there one day, everything was off. Everything was down. Nobody cared. I'm just drinking, having fun anyway, because it's daylight. But I was hunting, 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 figuring out how did this happen? And it was a BlackBerry. Somebody just unplugged the whole tent, plugged in their BlackBerry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy, this person's going to have a hard time getting their phone back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, I wanted to solve that problem. I could see it coming. Uh-oh, there's going to be more of these, right? I yeah. had no idea the wave that we would get, but was smart enough to say next year we're going to have, well, I think the first year was just arrows to a power strip. And then, you know, it became, let's make something more attractive. Let's get them throughout the room. Let's put them in coffee tables. Let's put them at end tables. You know, that whole debacle with the cord and just, it's, it's been a thing. Like, I have a lot of attention span for small things, I guess. And this was a big deal to me, not to that many people. But when they want to rent them, it's a great deal. Well, uh, and those were made for Salesforce, uh, for Dreamforce. They made, we made over 150 of them. Wow. We deliver them all over San Francisco in one day. And, you know, some buildings get a box of 20. Some buildings get a box of five. It depends on where they're going. And, um, and that taught me that, you know, I was onto something there. Um, but I really love to take old found objects like old instruments that don't work anymore an old fire extinguisher for the firehouse like cigar boxes were the easiest because we just talked about that it's uh they're they're basically free as a vessel um but creating different vessels a lamp out of a instrument with a charging station mm -hmm. <laughs> i could go on and on but i just love it <laughs> i love like it solves a bunch of problems you know we can charge your stuff we take a little bit out of the waste and um and it looks interesting. And it's a, uh, what do you call it? It's like a talking subject thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. No, it's very, very clever. And it, it, like you said, you know, some of the best things solve problems at the same we time. We got to solve problems. And you got to, the way you do that is by being creative and, and making it kind of Bring it look, on. look good. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an <laughs> elegant solution. Very good. We deal with this at front of house in different parts of our, you know, in our world where folks coming up, you know, asking us to play a song for them or change the color or can they charge their phones and of course we yell at them and to leave us alone because the answer is no um well, would, they'll look anywhere to charge their phone yeah, right yeah yeah um but that maybe make it so we don't have to be as mean mostly you getting a lot of reports out mean? there but I, I, I'm I'm not you that could be nicer all. to the customers it's <laughs> the sweetest guy um working but I, i'm not sure the world knows this we all know this 
But here in uh, the Bay Area, we have a couple really outstanding festivals. Hardly Strictly, massive, yeah, yeah. up to 250,000 right. people over a weekend. Um, and, and it's free for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A billionaire they loves some money. They have a bunch of stages a, everywhere. Seven stages. And, so uh, nice. Some of the most eclectic, coolest shows I've ever done. Ever. I like the time of year, too. It's yeah, not as right. cold exactly. as Outside Lands. Yes, yes. August, freezing. <laughs> But but that's what I was going to bring up was October, Outside nice. Lands, which is our rock and roll one. It's about 195 to 108,000 people on that sucker. It's big. I think last year was uh, uh, the Who and Metallica headline. If I or is that the year? I don't know. I lose you track. Know, I get them all things. mixed up but, too because it's just too many. Yeah, yeah. The, the number seven stages, two really main big stages, big giant show. I know you do the ambiance for that. What's that like? Well, actually, Another Planet has uh, Judy Heyman, who's awesome. Mm. So she does like what, what I would normally do at Bonnaroo, she does there. Okay. And that's given me the opportunity to work more with the sponsorship teams and doing more of that creative um, branded things, you know, which is strange, but I seem to be good at that as well. I mean, I like doing it. And people have asked me for so long, uh, starting at Bonnaroo, when they didn't even understand um, a marketing tent and how are we going to get people in, keep their attention, get them to remember your brand and leave. Right. Learn something, do something, something sure. memorable, because they have all these options now, right? Yeah. As they cruise through, there's so much eye candy everywhere, so many things to do. Yeah. So you have to make it look attractive, be educational, learn something, and remember that brand. So, uh, yeah, Outside Lens gives me a lot of opportunity for that. Also, um, we do a big ceiling treatment that you would think isn't the biggest thing in the world, but it is because it's their comedy tent, mm -hmm. which is gigantic. Every yes. year it grows. That, that program is so well done there. And uh, it's called the Barbary Tent. And now we do the walls and the ceiling, which it... It's a big job. I bet it is. It's a big job. Yeah, I know last year's tent was massive, and it was, it was. You did a great job. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was I love absolutely it. Absolutely fantastic. The team does a great job when they do. I know how to do it. They've been doing it every year, and yeah. um, it's great. And plus, you're out there in a big giant rock festival with some of the world's best rock bands and some of the coolest fans. And you got to yeah. you know, in the Bay Area. Oh, they did we, Grasslands lately. Yeah. So that's another area I get to work. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that. It's too cool. It's great. Yeah. Working with those vendors, and they have creativity, and they have, they want things, too. So specifically making things for their brands. It was, it's, it's a great show. I love that show. Yeah, it's one of my favorite festivals in the whole world. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to us about your efforts with 19 Crimes Wine. I, I know so I hear they was, got an award. Yeah, that was a really fun one at Outside Lands because uh, they, it was last minute. They just made this deal at the last second. Mm -hmm. uh, 19 Crimes is about, uh, it's a great story, and they wanted something very visual. And so we took a 30 by 30 tent and made a prison that you walk into to get arrested because you're going to go on this boat and you're going to go to Australia yeah. and you're now an Australian because you were a prisoner in London. Right. So anyway, it's got this crazy story. But then when you turn the corner after getting your mugshot taken, you are now in the ship part of the tent where you can get um, augmented reality, visual, uh, vir virtual reality. You could try the wine and you could see the, the labels would come alive and all these weird things. Oh, but you wow. were inside a ship. It, it did win an award, and it was listed as one of the top things to do for Outside Lands that year. So, oh, And we did it in good. two weeks. It was okay. crazy. That was wow. crazy. That On top of everything else, which was really funny. You'll see me, like, deliver the most odd things. I might, I might bring picket fencing for the peewee golf, peewee golf thing. I, I might do a ceiling treatment or 10 in one area, and I might go do something in Grasslands and do a couple vendors up there. Um, 
So we did the, you know, they have those nice VIP decks up on top. Occasionally yeah. we'll do one of those. But that festival has so much great decor. It is an inspiration to me, all the, the vendors that come there. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like Disneyland. It's, uh, it for really a is. Like you, it definitely is. But it I does, know. I probably it, notice a lot more than most, yeah. but I notice how much effort gets put in. Yeah. And I know that's why they're successful. That's it's right. a psychology. That's why you can see all their facades are unique, all their decor is so cool. The lighting's amazing. I feel like it's uh, <clears throat> more than an event, it's more of an experience. It is definitely and, an experience. And if you're involved in the, you know, the building out, like what you do, or when we bring stacks and racks, you know, so we're there before you. It's a real investment from the, the yeah. people that bring it and, yeah. and put it on. And I we, really hope we it comes feel, back soon. Yeah, and plus, it's our one of our big guys, and so we, you know, we want it to shine. It's right here in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. Nobody realizes you got to go to Golden Gate Park with your beanie and your scarf yeah. and your gloves yeah, and snuggle your up. thick pants because and your boots because it's freezing. It, it typically is a little <laughs> little nippy when you but, set it up, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. wrong. Uh, tell me what kind of setup did you do, come up with, with uh, the Metallica show? You did the big Metallica show in Vegas. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I forgot. There was a, um, <laughs> there was like, it was kind of like an EDM setup, but it was done with rock shows. And it was in the parking lot of Circus Circus. And we did, again, we did giant ceiling treatment, a lot of decor. Um, that was really great. And I like to see those two mare together because a lot of decor is coming from that EDM family. And, you know, I'm from the day of the green shows back in the day in the sure. 70s and 80s. And we had backdrops and scaffolding that were covered. And we thought that was so cool. And it was so cool. And now when you see what EDM's doing for big stages, it's, I get a little jealous. They because don't mess they around. Get, they really mess around, but they have this one little DJ, you know, in this 200-foot-wide 200 200 stage. And um, So anyway, it was like that decor with, I believe Metallica played that show, yeah. Yeah. It was like a good rock show. I dug that one out deep out of your history. <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. Um, I know you do a lot of design and fabrication. You mentioned your fabrication part of the, your business for large corporations. We, uh, I, I think most of our audience are pretty tuned into what we do because uh, we have such a select audience. Uh, mostly us. It's people like us. Yeah. Um, so they would understand that we all, most uh, sound companies, lighting companies, decor companies, work for a lot of large corporations, the Googles, the Apples. We're so lucky to live here in the Bay Area We, we with really that. have an access to this other... Uh, vertical market of income mm -hmm. that still allows us to do what we do, but with a slightly um, more rules attached, but you sure. know, they're very demanding oh, wow. clients. I mean, extraordinarily demanding client, but you know, we're happy to have the work. Um, what types of things have you created for the, the folks like Twitter and Google and Apple? Well, you know, interestingly enough, I agree with everything you just said. I'd say, but when you do a Kanye show, that's pretty specific. Yeah, um, he's very in the comparable to the Apple extra, and the and the Googles rules and oh. you know hurdles and it's like things we want to see a yeah. corner before you know. And then what's the other corner look like? Um, people do get specific, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm okay with that because I I don't mind you know. So I'll adjust to anything that they need. Um, you know, fabrication's fun. Uh, People started going to places like Color Factory, uh, Museum of Ice Cream, um, the One Dome, these, these little pop-up shops in San Francisco where they'd pay about 40 bucks and go in for an experience for about an hour, hour and a half, where they could take their photo ops with a giant unicorn or whatever it was, things made out of candy um, and ribbon walls. And then they'd go back to their corporate offices and say, oh my God, I just jumped in a ball pit. 
It was so fun. Can we do that for our holiday party? Um, so this money totally came from people saying, hey, we need a ball pit now because we saw it over there. So I started creating, recreating the same thing, experiences that they had just had with a slight twist. Um, and now my warehouse is full of that stuff. I have everything for an immersive experience. And guess what? Immersive experiences aren't happening right now because yeah. you can't touch anything or go anywhere. So, um, you know, the, so we've just made so many things for, for every, every company, it seems, down here, or at least all the social media n names I know. Um, and it's, it was a lot of fun. I had a great team, and I look forward to doing stuff like that again. For sure, it'll come back. Yeah, sounds fun. You mentioned uh, you did the Okeechobee Festival. Yes. That's a special one. Okeechobee was really fun. They had me come out for one little area that was special to artists and VIPs that um, are owners, you know, the people who work there. And um, I went all the way to Florida <laughs> into the swamp just to do this really cool one area. But as I say, I got pulled away um, for Prince, so I let my team finish it. They did a great job. That was that one. And uh, yeah, that's a, these festivals are fun. Yeah, that mm -hmm. one's a very unique festival. Like you said, it's in a, it's yeah. in the, the, the western like, part of Florida. I like that area. It's, it's I mean, beautiful. it's strange, it's, but I love it. It's, you know, <laughs> it depends on the time of year. It can be very sticky and, mm -hmm. you know, weather-wise. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's and it's a very very specific group of folks and a uh, very, yeah, unique one. I did Langorado in 2008. That mm -hmm. was in, in the Cypress location. That was one of my favorite yeah, places. Very that was very spiritual, very cool down there. Beastie cool. Boys played. It was awesome. Beastie Boys at the Spiritual Festival. I wonder mm -hmm. how they handled that with Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> sabotage! You know that. They're awesome. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah. So crazy. Um, word on the street. You've got a sizable collection of dressing room trailer keys. What's that about? Oh, yeah. You're just running around stealing people's keys. Gosh, you know, it's because I really went so green. Like, I didn't want to throw anything away. And I'm a big recycler. And, and I... So to do a festival-sized job in all those trailers for dressing rooms, you end up with keys. Like, you have to have three different sets, too, because you can't be the only one with the keys. So you have to have two other people with the keys. And you probably have at least 30 keys, you know, for all these trailers with several doors. Um, so it's a lot. So they all get labeled. You know what they all are. You live with these things for a couple of weeks. And then they say to throw them away because they rekey it every single time. Sure. And I was like, no, 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 we'll just keep those. I don't know what for. But after 15 years, I have so many keys. Um, it's ridiculous. So I thought I'd make a giant chandelier and maybe auction it off for charity and let, you know, they all open doors for rock stars. You know, that's what these keys are for. That's pretty so cool. So maybe, uh, hopefully, we'll see how that pulls off. But, yeah, that's a big project we're working on. It's a lot of keys. Yeah, it would have to be. It'll probably be like a cool design, too, to just make it look of like, course. what is that? Yeah, yeah, no, I can't imagine you doing it any other way. I know um, one of the big nights of the year for you, and you've done many of them, is New Year's Eve. What do you, what's the special trick to Oh, my gosh, I've been New so lucky. Okay, yeah, like so. 20 plus of them, huh? Yes. Yeah. New Year's in the Bay Area used to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it still is. Uh, but um, <laughs> back in the day, you know, Bill Graham used to do his big midnight midnight moments and um, with the Grateful Dead, and that tradition tried to carry on as the years, as as he passed and the Grateful Dead isn't happening. And there's uh, venues that really care, like the Fillmore and the Warfield. They always wanted to have something special happen at midnight, and so um, 
I started doing those with Michael Bailey at the Fillmore and they grew and changed and we'd work with the bands and figure out what do they want to do. There'd always have to be like a change set. So right before midnight, it goes dark. They take a break. Everybody goes and gets their drinks. And then, you know, you come back to the midnight moment right. and there should be a parade or somebody flies to the sky or pops through this or, you know, and I learned about, you know, calling a show and actually calling what, what's going to happen. It was so fun. Um, and those were great. Uh, you know, they're all unique and different, and the Warfield and the Fillmore were my favorite. In 2008, a new promoter started running the Warfield, right. and things really changed, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also bands, I think, aren't really into it anymore. It's like, it's kind of the older guys thing. I hate to say it, well. but, and I'm included. Uh, but it's, uh, the, the new guys are like, yeah, it's midnight, and they just want to play. Right. So they'll be like, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Back into And you're like, wait, we have this whole thing. We're going to celebrate and do a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard different uh, things with the change in management on the on Well, and it's clothes. just the times, you know, and, and the music and all that. So it, hopefully it's not a lost, um, you know, art. I think that we can carry that on moving forward because New Year's is an annual event. Yeah. And it does keep happening. The Masonic, I did the last, the last few I did were for the Masonic. And... Um, you know, even if it's bringing a clock for them or we made a giant disco ball for Sleater Kinney, um, it's just fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hollywood just asked, uh, did Prince have his foo-foo people overseeing his decor in your experience? Uh, see, now, now, old Hollywood, no. are you trying to be naughty now? No, I'm not sure what foo-foo people mean, but I think he means the creative types in his group. That would be me. Yes. See, but I would say no, because this was the weird thing. When he came to the Paramount, um, he let all of his crew go. And he showed up with just one person from wow. Fairfield, who Amazing. was his friend. This young lady, who was probably scared just because she was like, now in charge of Prince, and then one security guy, and that was it. So there was the three of them. There was no team. There was no crew. So he went through something pretty heavy right before this passing. And... And that was probably why everybody was on high alert. Everybody was like, we need to make sure he's happy. We don't want to upset him. We want to make sure everything's perfect. So there was no foo-foo people, but I did it. I think I did a pretty good job. And we, we, we've done his room enough to understand what he wants. Sure. And the writers are so, they make it so easy. Yeah. Um, one thing I did when he came to Paramount, I read he wanted a bicycle. Well, I had that one day, remember, because we found out on Friday and he had the show on Sunday. So yeah. I had to go to Kmart and buy a pink bicycle. And then I spray painted it purple, <laughs> put purple fuzzy fenders on it. And it was a girl's bike. <laughs> but I really tried. I got an A for effort. He was very happy and pleased. And I think that maybe that's why he came back to Oakland to sell out another show. But I don't know, maybe not. But then the promoter got him a, a male bike. So then we had both our bikes for his second show. And um, he rode the bike. All, he rode the male bike on the purple carpet all the way to the stage and all the way back. Yeah, he is Prince and uh, he, yeah, had, he, he likes this, to ride a bike. Yeah, he was actually an extraordinarily athletic guy. You know, I, I was, I knew there was some stuff in the air that was up with Prince and, and of course his in normal Prince, as you've worked with him, large entourage. Usually he does not right? roll so Right, so it's very unusual yeah, so to, hear that, to show up with two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his, yeah. his security alone used to be formative. And, right. uh, yeah, and, and something and, was going on. And it's Prince. I get, you know, he was down with keeping it safe. Um, okay, I have a, um, my lighting guy, because he's, he's crazy. Hi, Al. He's, he's, uh, he's here in the building somewhere. He wanted me to ask you, what's the wackiest set design you've come up with? What's the what? 
his words. What's the wackiest set design you've come up with? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Mumford and Sons thing was pretty wacky because they asked me to get to know the town that they're going to play in. So I had like six months to uh, to do some research and um, do a themed backstage to the town, like whatever that town's known for. And the first stop was in Simcoe, Canada. And guess what that's known for? Tobacco. Tobacco. Uh, Virginia Slims. Oh. So I found some tobacco and decorated with real tobacco. Uh, that's kind of wacky, I think. Um, and, you know, that whole tour was kind of like that. Like, I really tried to, to take it seriously. And, you know, the, and, and when it was for fishing as well, because it's off the Erie, Lake Erie. So, mm. um, anyway, yeah, I guess that might be one of the wackiest. That whole tour was like that, though, everything. Yeah. Um, the, the last stop was in St. Augustine. And, um, you know, that place is just so beautiful. The history there it's is incredible. just fantastic. Absolutely. And, um, we created a, there's one gentleman who's known throughout the whole town. His name's everywhere. And he's, he's been dead for a long time. So I got an antique mirror and I scrubbed off the back of it and put his face in there. Wow. So you could just see him like a ghost in the mirror. Wow, um, that was pretty cool. Um, and we had a week in, a week to figure this out, even though I had done research before I got there, but we had one week to make all this stuff happen. It sounds like you made some magic happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're very, you know, it's fascinating to me because I absolutely have almost no creative bone in my body. I am all, I'm 100% music. Just that's where I I live. That's awesome. Uh, Well, but, but I couldn't like, if I drew a a stick man right now, you'd be like, what's that? (laughs) I can't draw it either. Awful drawings. There's something about that. So it's, it's fascinating to me. That's a very clever thing with the mirror and the, and the ghostly image of the town phone. Yeah. It's like, how did I come up? I don't even remember how I came up with that, but it just was sort of the feeling too, because he was everywhere. Everybody talks about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He founded the city. Okay. I've got one more for Mel. Okay. Uh, but it's different for real. We only let him have two at any given show. But he's got a budget him. He's, he's a nut job. Um, what's the biggest... <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Okay. Uh-oh. What's the biggest thing you've ever dropped off the back of a golf cart? <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll petty everybody. That's funny. Um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you're, you know, you're trucking around on these big oh, sides yeah. with your cart and you know, definitely, delivering and dropping. I, I, have a, I found know, this to be a very realistic question. <laughs> it is, but I'm so good at tying things down. I don't think I've dropped anything on the Al, she's perfect. Deal um, with that. But fella. you know, they gave me <laughs> at Bonnaroo, that. I finally graduated to one of those larger <laughs> gators, you know? Like everybody yeah. else gets a little golf cart, it's all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mine's all. Whoa. You got the gator. And I got the big <laughs> overhead thing and the big hatch in the back. And I don't lift much anymore either. I just drive it around. Yeah. And I make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Sure. And you know what I put in the back of mine? Um, waters and juice. Oh, my gosh. My team would love me to tell you that we have Juice 30 every day oh, wow. where we have somebody deliver fresh, you know, squeezed hemp juice with fruits and vegetables and things that will pep you up around 3, 30, 4 o'clock. And we put those in the back, and then I drive around and give everybody a juice break. Well, that it sounds like you'd be a, a really good to work with. Before. Yeah, we got to take like care of the boss. crew because they're yeah. the ones that make it all happen. And it grew quite a bit. I mean, we... I think one year we reached 38 people on my team and I just couldn't believe it, you know. But then we'd also get like 50 volunteers and wow. it would be 
ginormous teams. Yeah, that's a lot to manage. I mean, you obviously have some very good uh, management skills. Well, I'm always learning. Yeah, if you don't know, you got to learn quick yeah. because that's a big responsibility. It's yes, a lot so. of stuff to happen. It's not always easy. Yeah, no, I, I do know that about your work. Yeah, you definitely keep busy. Listen, you've been doing this for a minute. I know you've been paying attention to the goings on lately uh, as it relates to, you know, the world we live in and all the shenanigans that are afoot. Um, I'm curious what you think the future holds for our industry. Wow. Um, well, I'm very positive about post-COVID. I do think that, um, you know, we will get back to the way things were. We have to. Um, and, you know, maybe my department won't be as important in the beginning, but it will come back. Like I said, the psychology of how people spend their money and where they like to go for entertainment is true. They want to hear good music. They want to see good production. They want to see high-end stuff. I mean, that's what we're used to. Um, I love this setup. This is so professional here. I think this is a huge bonus for the future that we keep doing stuff like this, yeah. you know, and informing and, and relating and getting to share with people. And um, I think it's great because we didn't have this before. So this is like a whole new thing. It's really awesome. But I'm very positive about the future and it's just going to take time. So we just have to, and you know what, take advantage of that and learn more about yourself and do things for yourself. Yeah. I think that's a big takeaway from what's been going on. That's good advice. It's yeah. really good advice. Would it be premature of me to mention that you were considering maybe making a show in this very same space and having yeah. us help you out with some of the technology and you come in here and do some magic? Yeah, you said I'm something really about your interested. desk would look different than my desk. What's wrong with my desk? Your desk looks awesome. I hope everybody can see what's on this desk <laughs> because it's quite a great collection of the tools of the trade. Yes. And it made me think about what my desk would have on it. Uh, you know, I might yeah. have flowers and things and crystals, but um, I think this is pretty cool. And yeah, I do. You know, last year at this time, I started thinking about creating a streaming show because I have high expectations and I want to do really big things. It's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm jealous of New York and L.A. I'm jealous that they have a, a stage and stages to broadcast the talent yeah. and the ability of what they have. And the Bay Area is filled with so much talent that I want to have a, the same ability to share that with the world and create my own Saturday Night Live. I know that sounds crazy, but it would probably, that's the big goal. To start that, I would like to get into my community and have a show that talks about wellness and how we can all take care of each other. And if we can add some art to that and some comedy and some live music, it would be kind of fun to do. Um, your brother, George, has been graciously to say, maybe I could start something here. And mm -hmm. because I think this is the perfect place. It's all set up. It looks yeah. fantastic. Production quality is great. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that later and see if maybe 2021 can start off with, a, a you know, a, a new channel, a new a new show. That would be very cool. I mean, there's the groundlings. There's this. This is something that has been done, can be done, yeah. and uh, I wish you all the luck. It's Thank the you. Yeah, I want it to be. You know, once I get my certification on on this training for yoga, I think I'll be able to speak better about it and maybe direct people who have issues with stuff. I've heard men talk about hernias, like, oh, I, I'm susceptible to it. It's like, there's a simple thing you could do on the floor to just every day to help yourself, to build up your body. There's so many things that we could learn from this. It's crazy. So I want to share all that and um, put a spotlight on the talent in the Bay Area, very similar to what you're doing. But um, so we're going to have to blend all this and make it beautiful. We would <laughs> love to assist you in such an effort. Yay!
Yay. We have the we have the tools and our, our little show, I think, is proof of concept, and we've done some concerts, and we've got the big benefit coming up, which you're a big I know. part of. Which, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, we're super looking forward to it. It's um, it's all happening, as they say. We really appreciate you coming on the show, explaining what you, you do. Um, you know, you do it so well. It's a pleasure to be in the business with you and, to, you know, be around such a, an amazing, creative, imaginative professional as yourself. We appreciate you coming out and being on our show this Thank evening. you, Vince. You bet. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Dear. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It's great hearing your side of the, the, the industry. You know, it's such an unsaid part of it. I know. It's, it's really funny. You know, I take pictures of things and show people, and they're like, yeah, so what'd you do? I'm like, um, it was an empty tent before. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't even know. Like, people just don't know what we do. You got to do the before and after on that one. For you sure, really do. I learned so, so many times. You yeah. know how many before pictures I have on my phone? Yeah, it's so <laughs> nice. You know, it's just... Empty tent. Yeah. And then you, then the fun part is you take it down at the end of the night, and the tent goes away, and you're, there's no... You got no picture. Yeah. You know, you have to really be quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not be so busy. You have to take a lot of pictures. It's important. It's <clears throat> important. Yeah. Thanks again. Uh, young man, so we're working on uh, our dear, dear brother, Mikey Brown, in the background, uh, came up with a new ending for us. You guys have seen the show. We've done this 30 times. Um, oh, and a lot of love. What do we got, Dave or St. John? Oh, I bet you, I think some of your friends have checked in. It looks like Hazel Costello. Is that, I probably spelled it. Yeah, Hazel. Wrong. Hi Hazel. Hi Hazel. Thank you for turning in, and our our good good friend Pat O'Doul. Yeah, thanks yeah, for Deborah. coming over tonight, guys. We appreciate you coming out. We really appreciate appreciate our guest. I was mentioning that Mikey had come up with a. Uh, you know, we do at the end of the. We thank. Uh, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh Hollywood. <laughs> that's fun. There's a lots of good stuff on there. Uh, it looks like Crew Music Asia checked in. Hi, Clint. He's getting he, his he therapy. To, he wants to, I need to see Vince's version of the Downward Dog. And I said, uh, that's, that's on our Patreon account. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay extra for that, Clint. I'll tell you what. Not just doing that stuff, you sick bastard. we got to do some roadie yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we've come up with a, a different end we're going to try out for the show. Uh, you know, usually I think uh, sound image and uh, different vendors that help us get this done, LSV, uh, slowfiber.com. Uh, instead, what we're gonna, he's going to roll some credits this time. Okay. We're going to try that out. Let's see what it looks like. But before we get to that, next week's guest is the one and only Jason Anselmo Martinez. Now, this guy is a badass. He's a singer for a band called The Infirmities. He's a graphic designer. He is, uh, he's really a one of a kind. He's toured, uh, you know, Europe and South America with his band. Mm -hmm. They are the modern punk rocks, you know, black flag equivalent of, of what I came up with today. Uh, been a big fan of these guys. They tour with some of the biggest punk bands and in the world. Band is badass. Yeah, they kill it, right? And you know, they go out with the bad brains and the DKs, and and if it's a if it's a large, the exploited, you name it, they do it. Um, so we're gonna have him come in and tell us what's up, what's the latest. Uh, he's a hell of a family man and a great friend. That's next week, Thursday at 7 p.m. Until then, we sure appreciate you guys coming out. Be safe. Be good to each other. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Ha, 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 ha.